In a number of recent podcasts, I've arrived at several seemingly disparate conclusions, though in this podcast I acknowledge that they all have one common basis, which is that nations govern themselves, usually with some temporary lapses, according to a strict understanding of national self-interest. It is on the basis of that principle that I argued in one podcast that Saudi Arabia will see to it that the oil spigots open up, though that would lower the price of oil, which they don't want, because they have an even greater need to foster close relations with the U.S. to counter their Iranian rivals. Similarly, with respect to Iran, I argued that the European Union will eventually give up their blossoming economic ties with Tehran, no matter how important to their sense of political independence, out of deference to the vital interests they have in business ties with the U.S. I also recently argued that the Chinese will kowtow to the U.S. in the current rising trade war tension because the U.S. has much more leverage. In other words, despite the fact that the U.S. initiated the trade war and despite Chinese national pride, China will swallow its pride because of the U.S. upper hand. I also stated that America's more assertive military posture had a lot to do with North Korean dictator Kim's coming to the negotiation table recently. Finally, I held out little hope for the survival of the North American Free Trade Agreement because Canada and Mexico weren't sufficiently assertive of their national self-interests, possibly because they assumed the U.S. would eventually relax its aggressive posture, as it usually has, or perhaps because pride considerations weighed especially heavily. I did say at the outset of this podcast that self-interest usually, though not always, governs key economic and military decisions. So why am I reviewing these recent podcasts? Because a mere glance at today's news suggests that self-interest is indeed a powerful principle that will help you understand geopolitics and markets. The top headline in Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast is that America's NATO allies have agreed to substantially up their defense commitment in an emergency session convened after the U.S. president threatened, quote, I'll do my own thing, end quote, if U.S. allies didn't meet a 2% goal. Scroll down a bit further and we see that China, which just yesterday was up in arms about the latest U.S. tariffs, is suddenly sounding quite conciliatory. China now wants to resume trade talks with the U.S., and its key trade official is quoted as saying, when we have a trade problem, we should talk about it. And a headline running on the Daily Caller is virtually a literal encapsulation of an earlier podcast. The headline reads, Oil output jumps as OPEC opens the spigots following Trump's tweets. The idea here is not that your correspondent is correct. I make mistakes too, and the headlines I'm citing are just today's news. The news shifts like the wind, will go back and forth, and only time will tell how these matters are all resolved. Rather, I'm hoping to impress on listeners that self-interest has not been repealed as a primary motivating force among people or nations. Whether you agree or disagree with the U.S. administration or its style of leadership, it cannot be denied that the approach now being taken is an assertive one, and it is bearing the predictable results. Allies or adversaries of the U.S. that do not agree have other options, but in general they're hard to implement. The world could try redirecting trade in a non-U.S. direction, but that is a Sisyphean task, as all roads of commerce lead through the U.S. And if you're still not convinced, consider a quite recent and striking example that occurred prior to the current administration. Is there a country better known for its fierce independence than Switzerland, maintaining its neutrality and ensuring its own defense through universal military conscription? Yet besides its chocolate and timepieces, Switzerland's best-known industry was its banks, whose secrecy policies filled their vaults with money from the world over. That is, until the U.S., primarily, 
but with help from the EU, made it completely clear through multi-billion dollar fines that they're going to wind up with a GDP closer to Albania unless they started spilling the beans on the identity of their foreign clients. After the global financial crisis, the U.S. and EU needed to get their wealthiest citizens to cough up taxes due and repatriate monies held abroad and press their self-interest. A reluctant Switzerland went along with this, also out of self-interest. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.